Welcome to day 312 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, I'm Paul, here with David and Cindy. Uh, we're working our way through the book of Ezekiel, and we've come uh, today to one of the richest descriptions in all of Scripture of the new covenant promises that God has not only made to Israel, but through the work of Jesus Christ has extended to us, and of which uh, we are recipients and participants. And uh, so this is really one of my favorites. Uh, it would be hard to pick a favorite out of the prophets. Isaiah's uh, servant psalms are all pretty good. But uh, mm-hmm. this is one of the most just vivid and, and concise descriptions of what it means to be restored you know, to, uh, to God through the work of his spirit. So we pick up in Ezekiel chapter 36, beginning in verse 16. And as always, we uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord in the calm assurance that God is always working through His Word in order to mm-hmm. accomplish His purposes in us. I don't doesn't mean that every time we come to His Word, we'll you know experience an incredible thrill and you know the hero will stand up on our arms. It just means that we trust God, uh, whether in big ways or small ways, to uh, by His Spirit transform us into the image of Son as we walk faithfully with Him. And that is our desire in this moment, in this day, that God would meet us the way that he desires and do the work that he desires in us through his word, by his spirit. So before we read, Cindy, do you mind um, offering this moment and offering ourselves to the Lord? Father, we do thank you for this moment, and we do offer ourselves to you now. We ask that as we read these words, Father, that our hearts might be filled with um humility, and encouragement as we see, Father, just your work of restoration on these pages and the work of restoration that you're causing in our hearts. So thank you for this time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 36, verse 16. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and their actions. Our conduct was like a woman's monthly uncleanness on my side. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed blood in the land and because they had defiled it with their idols. I dispersed them among the nations and they were scattered through the countries. I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name. For it is said of them, these are the Lord's people, and yet they had to leave his land. I had concern for my holy name, which the people of Israel profaned among the nations where they had gone. Therefore, say to the Israelites, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It's not for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show you the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations. The name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all of your idols. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit in you to move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. 
I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and make it plentiful and will not bring famine upon you. I'll increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field so that you'll no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. Then you will remember your evil ways and wicked deeds and you will loathe yourselves for your sins and detestable practices. I want you to know that I'm not doing this for your sake, declares the sovereign Lord. Be ashamed and disgraced for your conduct, people of Israel. This is what the sovereign Lord says. On the day that I cleanse you from all of your sins, I will settle your towns and ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be cultivated instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. They will say this, This land that was laid waste has become like the Garden of Eden. The cities that were lying in ruins, desolate and destroyed, are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations around you that remain will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt what was destroyed and have replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Once again, I will yield to Israel's plea and do this for them. I will make their people as numerous as sheep, as numerous as the flocks were offering at Jerusalem during their appointed festivals. So will the ruined cities be filled with the flocks of the people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And this is the fullest you know, picture of, of the restoration. We've already you know, seen God in chapter 34 gathering his people. Under one shepherd, under the shepherd, you know, shepherd of David, we've received him restoring the mountains mm-hmm. or the place, you know, for his people to come and to enjoy a flourishing relationship with him. And finally, we see him restoring, you know, the people mm-hmm. and himself. And so it is almost a picture of, you know, Genesis chapter one, where God <clears throat> creates the earth and he orders the earth and he brings, you know, brings men into it in order to enjoy a relationship with him. So everything has been done here. He has gathered his people. He mm-hmm. is restoring you know, uh, the mountain of the Lord, or the place where he will bring him, and now he's restoring you know, his people. Well, I'm so impressed as you see just the oh, just a huge picture here. Of course, Israel was called by God to be his chosen people so that they would point to God to the other nations. I mean, that was that was their that was what they were supposed to do. But instead, because of their conduct and their sin, they they profaned the name of God. Um, and then God comes back and says, "Well, I had concern for my holy name because you've profaned it." And instead of just destroying these people, He has now taken the initiative to do this mighty work on their behalf which now he's cleansing them, not because they deserved it, but because he is holy and his name will not be profaned. It, you know, it's it just is amazing to me. Yeah. No, you know, and, and God is saying, you know, I'm risking my reputation yeah. in order to judge my people mm-hmm. so that I might restore them. Yeah. And in the intermediate time, it looks like I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have uh, abandoned them and they have abandoned me. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is everything, you know, except for what, you know, uh, I had in mind when I blessed Abraham Mm -hmm. to be a great nation and to be a blessing to all nations. Instead, you guys have been a vivid curse and you've, you've profaned my name. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you also see that, you know, the deep sense of, 
I, I'm not doing this because you guys are, you know, you're just so cute. Yeah. And you're, you're, so, you're so smart <laughs> and you're so athletic oh and you're gosh. so musically talented. And mm. you guys are just better than any of the other nations. Matter of fact, mm. you know, in Deuteronomy, God has already reminded us, this is not because you are better mm -hmm. than the nations. This is mm -hmm. because your God is, more, is, you know, is far more profound than the gods of the other nations. Mm -hmm. So God is, you know, acting in concert with his name mm -hmm. in order that his his name may not be profaned in the earth and, and we're reminded sadly yeah you know most people who um most most people have a bad church story yeah. you know a time where they've you know suffered harm at the hands of the church and god's name has been profaned and of course because of that they want nothing to do you know with god so we too are guilty of profaning his name and at times god must act you know, to purify his name and judging yeah. his church. Mm -hmm. No, and as the nations, you know, watch and, and see like their God must have abandoned his people. The people must have abandoned their God. You know, at the end, he brings in that beautiful vision in 35 of, you know, the land that was laid waste has become like the Garden of Eden. You know, the cities that were once in ruins and desolate and destroyed are now fortified. Then the nations around them will know that the Lord has rebuilt and what he has destroyed and replanted what was desolate. Mm -hmm. And so you even see the, the perspective of the nations even changing there towards the end after this great work, not of the people, but, but of their God. And, you know, what a beautiful picture of, of salvation. Mm -hmm. Again, we've been talking about salvation is far more extensive, you know, mm -hmm. than just simply, you know, transaction by which we secure our, our eternity. Uh, but it is, you know, the fact that God is rebuilding what has been destroyed mm -hmm. and he is replanting, you know, what has been desolate. In other words, he's restoring fullness and wholeness. You know, to all of creation in the beginning with us. And of course, you do not have a better picture of that, you know, than, you know, verse 25, 24. I'll take you out of all the nations. I'll gather you from the countries and bring you back into your own land. Mm -hmm. And uh, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I'll cleanse you from all your impurities and from all of your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land that I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. And, and just listen to that you know, constant mm -hmm. frame of I will, I will, mm -hmm. I will, I will, I will, I will. Mm -hmm. It is the work of the Lord from beginning to end, a sovereign and gracious work in which he, he cleanses. And there's sometimes in Scripture we are told to purify ourselves or to cleanse ourselves or to wash ourselves. In this particular one, he's saying, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. you, you can't remove the stain, but I'm going to cleanse you sprinkle clean water on you and you'll be clean take all the impurities out of you you know caused by your idolatries uh and then i will give you a new heart when we think of heart you know we, we think it's almost the opposite of the way you know hebrews thought of heart as we think of heart mm -hmm. uh, the heart would be the seat of our will you know in our mind and you know so it's he's giving us a new mind and the new heart and the sex one is our in in inclinations and our motivations he's changing our motivations He's putting a new spirit in us, mm -hmm. you know, in order to, uh, uh, you know, move us toward him. But he's one final step that is, you know, beyond even those. Not only am I, you know, giving you a new mind and I'm giving you new inclinations through my spirit, I'm giving you my spirit. And it's my spirit that will cause you mm -hmm. 
to fulfill the conditions that I have set right. mm-hmm. for me to bless you. Right. Which is kind of yeah. just yeah. crazy. He just does uh, it all. I'm, I'm going to do in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do in you what brings my blessing to you yeah. so that you may fully enjoy me. And what a wonderful gift that is. Well, how shocking that we get them. bored of the Bible or bored of God or mm. bored of the story. Well, it's because it's we've, so we've made it, it so small. Yeah. You know, we sure. really have made it, you know, mostly salvation is a transaction that secures our eternity. And, you know, living for God becomes a, you know, kind of a hobby mm-hmm. in between where, you know, we do a few religious things, but, you know, more than that, we just, you know, kind of live our lives and do our things. And, uh, other things become bigger and other things become more important. But there is nothing bigger than what God desires to give us. And the one thing that is keeping us from receiving what you know God desires to give us is our desire to find the things that God would give us freely and other things that cannot give it. Mm-hmm. And so we go all the way back you know, to Jeremiah. And so my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they've dug, dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that will never, never hold water. And uh, that's yeah, the heart of what God wants for us. You know, we, we often say here is what we would want for ourselves if we were only smart enough to know what we really wanted. Mm-hmm. We're dumb sheep. <laughs> well, I didn't want to end on a dumb sheep <laughs> note, but I guess we will. No. Heavenly Father. Thank you that you have provided Christ Jesus and him. You've mm-hmm. provided abundance and that he could truly say there are many thieves in this world that will kill, steal, and destroy, but that you have come that we might have life and have it in all of its fullness. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.